Well, uh, I guess we are on the air. Welcome to another edition of Gray Matters here on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. My name is Dick Whaley. Gray Matters is the weekly news and media talk show. Uh, We're looking, by the way, at (coughs) orange barrels, orange bags, and all kinds of blockages. There's some sort of a race going on. On the Diag, and this, of course, is the night of the townie party. Uh, El Sadi is uh, apparently going to be playing at 7.30 over in the Ingalls Mall area, North U. I've known Lath, by the way, for decades. Uh, he's a heck of a singer and guitarist, and his local claim to fame is he was on one of those song shows that was on television and he was a like a semi-finalist or something I can't remember the name of the show but uh, he can play a serious lead guitar blues style a uh, little pop and he's got uh, all kinds of tricks up his uh, sleeve oddly enough there used to be a karaoke night down at the uh, Blind Pig many years ago, and Lath would uh, occasionally show up and show off his Motown skills. And I always thought, wow, <laughs> if you're going to do uh, Motown, you better be able to sing, because those guys are serious singers. And, of course, Lath could pull it off. So I recommend going. Uh, Take the bus, though, or get dropped off or ride your bike or whatever. It's uh, it's a mess down there around the Diag as uh, Art Fair comes up this week. That's uh, your local update on traffic. Now we move on to the usual discussions of uh, politics, history, economics, culture, and the like. Jim is probably having some trouble finding a parking space, so he may be a little late. In any event, uh, I'm not going to spend too much time with Trump's latest racist uh, rant. Um, It is simply unbecoming of the president to be talking like that for any reason whatsoever. I would suggest that the president had a bad week, and he did. Uh, He is a very angry man. And, uh, you know, when you're uh, staving off uh, stories about your association with Mr. Epstein, the question is how many photos are there of the two of them and what are we to make of their exact relationship? Well, we'll find... Only David Pecker knows. Only David Pecker knows and gosh darn it. One wonders what's in uh, Jeffrey Epstein's safe that's been raided by uh, federal authorities in uh, uh, New York. Obviously, Acosta was uh, doomed. Donald Trump's first uh, defense of Acosta was remarkable. I feel bad for Acosta, he said. I'm paraphrasing here. No mention of the victims. Uh, well, in another example of uh, Jim Dwyer joining the program a little bit late here, there's no place to park down. Yeah, that's what I that's what I mentioned. <laughs> it's a towny party, but the don't bring your car. The, the orange bags are already out. It's already out. Yeah, they don't even set up till whatever. <laughs> anyway, uh, 
this Acosta thing is just another example of uh, you, you can't even call it a failure uh, when it's this um, routine. Uh, yeah. Systematic failure, even refusal to vet. Sure. Any appointees. I mean. Well, and this issue was. This is not a new thing. Yeah. And it was brought up in his confirmation hearings. Uh, that should have. I don't know, alerted some people in the Republican Party that this might not be the right guy. Uh, it's odd. He had no skills as a uh, labor person per se. But on the other hand, he was reportedly frequently at odds with uh, Trump over labor policy from time to time. <clears throat> of course, Trump called him a terrific guy. And if you want to see a picture. A great Hispanic man. Uh, well, yeah, Which a was great, weird. A great student, as he put it. He, was, he went to Harvard. Went to Harvard, and of course, uh, Trump, when he appeared before the right wing wackadoodle people later in the week, uh, reiterated that uh, I'm a very stable genius. Well, he showed that today uh, <laughs> in that press conference. It wasn't even a pre supposed to be a press conference. It was supposed to be. He had brief things to say about some American manufacturers thing. Mm -hmm. There were people assembled for these, you know, innovative products or whatever. And he goes off the rails, sputtering and jabbing. I mean, somebody should have come out with a towel to wipe up the slobber. Uh, yeah. It was that sort of a... I mean, somebody's got to come out, put their arm around him and go, it's okay. It's okay. Everything's okay. I think he needs to talk to the Hal 9000, take a chill pill. <laughs> um, but he did have a bad week. I mean, there's an amazing number of international stories that uh, <clears throat> the media covered but are not linking this to this latest uh, Donald Trump 19th nervous breakdown. But, <clears throat> you know, we had the Emiratis announce that they are— mm -hmm. Picking up and leaving the, the war in Yemen. They're taking 90,000 ground troops out of Yemen with statements to the effect, this is a stalemate, we can't win this, we're quitting, we'll turn this over to uh, Saudi Arabia, Donald Trump, and Jared Kushner for further action. Um, we, we have this, you know, brouhaha with the British still. How interesting that by the end of the week, after insulting the British and the, and the ambassador to Great Britain, who only spoke the truth, who only had his words confirmed by the end of the week, that Trump is inept and chaos and all that yeah. stuff. No news flash there. <laughs> no news flash there. And, of course, that became part of the conservative party debate uh, in the middle of the week in which, in which Boris Johnson uh, stuck up for British sovereignty. <laughs> right. Uh, he threw uh, Sir Kim Derrick under the bus. And by the end of the week, Britain was in open discussions with Iran about releasing this tanker, which, uh, oddly enough, was apprehended near the Rock of Gibraltar, allegedly with oil going to Syria. I'm kind of like, what on earth would an Iranian tanker be doing near the rock of gibraltar that's the wrong side yes so <laughs> the geography is a little uh the explanation doesn't match the geographical positioning there. mischievous yeah. but apparently this oil was destined for <clears throat> somewhere we don't know more on that as the week goes by 
But don't be surprised if the British get a little uh, testy with Donald Trump over the next couple of weeks. Uh, we had Turkey mm. bringing in uh, a, a Russian defense system in defiance of Mike Pompeo, Donald Trump, and, well, Jared Kushner was probably in the mix at some point. Uh, further defeats in court for Donald Trump all week. Uh, the Mike Flynn reversal story is also a little weird. You mentioned Turkey. Uh, part of what he's ensnared with is uh, re lying about, refusing to acknowledge his uh, business connections to Turkey while negotiating as national security advisor. And, of course, Trump started off the week boasting about his clean energy policy, the energy revolution that's occurring. Well, the cleanest water in the world. Yes. Clean. So clean. So clean. I don't know what he's talking about here. There's no energy revolution occurring in the United States. Well, there. And, and, it's business as usual. It's worse than business as usual because he, he <laughs> undermined those Obama-era uh, rulings which said, oh, you cannot allow this much contaminants from mining, coal mining. And that was part of Obama's war on coal. Yeah. Was to say, oh, you can't dump these waste products into people's drinking water. Well, to stick up for coal, one of Trump's first things was to undo that. And, of course, there was a giant so coal clean. company out in Wyoming that <clears throat> suddenly <clears throat> announced that all their workers were laid off. Get this. Gave them paychecks for their last uh, week of work. The checks bounced. Uh, I don't know if Donald was their banker. I was going to say, that sounds like uh, the Trump Foundation. <laughs> I go, that that's really. Employee benefits program. That's really uh, business acumen at its finest. Uh, and as for <clears throat> this mysterious uh, relationship between Donald Trump and Jeffrey Epstein. Well, you heard about the passport? Well, yeah, he's with, got a fake passport. With a weird passport that appears to be a Saudi passport. It's got Epstein's yeah. picture, but not his name. Yeah, he's probably helped a couple of crown princes acquire their demented fantasies somewhere along the line. Who knows? Yeah, God, who knows? God, But I suspect that there's much more to emerge on that story. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, what we know, what little we know, and we'll know more because this is obviously going to become a journalistic feeding frenzy uh i have mixed opinions about that <laughs> i think that this there are more important yeah story. you know no offense to the victims of course no um but uh but treat it as a legal matter but there obviously uh there's blood in the water but it is kind of curious um trump obviously had flattering things to say about mr epstein from time to time uh, one incident in particular that's quite interesting to me is that apparently a uh, associate of Donald Trump's in Florida, George Horaney, a Florida-based businessman, had arranged to have some beauty contestants flown in. And at the very first party, I said, who's coming tonight? I have 28, and I'm quoting here, 28 girls coming in. It was him and Epstein. 
I mean, think about that for a second. Well, I mean, that's there, a that's a little private party. Yeah. Uh, and of course, you know what I thought of uh, all last week with that Epstein story. And then there was the story that it was like a, a story for like one afternoon <laughs> where there was one of those uh, buy a caddy girl, like some Playboy Bunny type of uh, stripper. Uh, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Who would uh, go with you on your golfing expedition and then you party afterwards uh, at a Trump golf course well they ended up canceling the event because of the outrage like the president of the united states is having a stripper party at his golf course well okay maybe maybe we'll just cancel it for this year um but between that and the uh this this deranged uh privilege that this billionaire class of elitists quite the populist donald trump uh I kept thinking of Stanley Kubrick's Eyes Wide Shut. Yeah. And, uh, you know, a lot of people dismissed that movie as uh, a lesser work or whatever, but it uh, it really does uh, deserve to be given another look. And, uh, you know, that world that it depicts is a thing. And uh, this uh, last week's worth of news stories sort of uh, reveals that, I think. And, of course, Trump is directly quoted as saying, a terrific guy. He is a lot of fun to be with. It's even said he likes beautiful women as much as I do, and many of them are on the younger side. Well, yeah, Uh, Trump seems to know more about Jeffrey Epstein's uh, dating uh, sex activities than he does the teapot dome scandal or Watergate. It's rather remarkable. So inquiring minds do want to know how many actual photographs there are of the two of them, but several have already emerged. And uh, I suspect that this uh, might be touching the big Donald unit uh, a little too close. Um, because... Yeah, photographs in a safe. Who knows what will turn up? Of course, by the end of the week, Trump was attacking Congresswomen and even Paul Ryan, claiming that I made the man. And, you know, <laughs> I'm like, what? I I hate to do this, but I'm actually going to say that uh, Trump wasn't wrong when he said Paul Ryan was a baby. Paul Ryan was the Speaker of the House. That's a unique position in the American political system. It affords the individual who carries that spot a great deal of power. Well, you're third in line for the presidency, and I might add that he was a sort of reluctant Speaker of the House because he was foisted into the position by uh, the resignation of John Boehner. But uh, But Paul Ryan was... No Hardly made by Donald Trump. That's ridiculous. I mean, his brief flourish uh, as a guy with what seemed like a future as Mitt Romney's, you know, running mate. That just disappeared like so much, uh, you know, water on a hot platter. Yeah. Um, He had nothing after that. Uh, He had no resistance to Trump, no willingness to openly condemn him, except for very few, I think the most mild of critiques after Charlottesville. Um, One of the weakest speakers of the House 
in you know my lifetime certainly. Well, he was yeah running out of the manhole cover. <laughs> he didn't want to hang out in that manhole cover with Donald Trump. Uh, also, let's remember, by the way, that <clears throat> when the Republicans did control Congress, Ryan was Speaker uh, for two years there. He interestingly did not have a vote in the House of Representatives on Donald Trump's signature solution to the immigration problem, the wall. Uh, that vote failed in the Senate. It got 39 votes. And Paul Ryan realized it was political suicide. Like, what do we want to have a vote on this for? There's no Senate bill to, for us to vote on, basically. So he wouldn't even bring the issue up at that point. So the issue died. And, of course, this is part of Donald Trump's failure to understand how government works, which allegedly is one of the critiques that Ryan made of the Donald unit. Uh, you know, and for that much, Ryan is right. You know, sure. Trump has no idea and even less interest in learning. No idea, no strategy. Um, and, you know, this this latest, it's kind of strange. It's sort of like he misinterpreted the tea leaves. Ryan? No, Trump on this on the on the the congressman, uh, Pelosi and Ocasio Cortez have had a kind of a public uh, tiff over the last couple of weeks. She, by the way, was very upset about the fact that they rushed through the funding for the crisis on the border, and obviously there are drawbacks with what ended up happening. But it's quite clear to me that getting some of that money down there quickly did alleviate the situation. And how reassuring to know that Mike Pence, Donald Trump said, I'd go down there myself. Yeah, right. What, throw around some paper towels? <laughs> Bring Melania along with her one of her uh, fashion jackets? So, yeah, Pence's is going to go down to this facility at Clyde, Texas. I suspect, by the way, that that facility was deliberately jammed with people uh, because Obama had built it, you know, several years ago. And, of course, it was designed uh, for single migrant men. These, by the way, are migrant farm workers that used to go back and mm -hmm. forth once you start talking about a wall, nobody's leaving, staying in the country. And then, of course, Trump has these threats of roundups. You know, it's not a shootout at the OK Corral, baby. It's Gestapo. It's, I mean, I don't even understand what game that is. Well, and then to say, well, you know, they've been going on already. You just don't know about it. But there's going to be more. If it's a secret operation, why are you talking about it? Right. So, I mean, just as another, yet another example of just how, I mean, some people seem to think that, oh, he's uh, very canny and that he knows how to manipulate the media. And, you know, there's an extent to which that's true. But a lot of it just seems to be dumb luck. I mean, sort of saying the outrageous things he did to these four uh, freshman congresswomen, uh, go back to where you came from, is sort of baiting them in an attempt to depict you know, them as the center of the Republican Party. But 
Lindsey Graham, you know, uh, always happy to uh, Captain Courageous. Yeah, always happy to just cause cut cut a rat up uh, into the Trumpster there and uh, defend him on Fox and Friends, uh, saying that well, you know, uh, they may not be socialists, maybe they're communists. Talking about these four Congresswomen, uh, his his only. Uh, statement that could be construed as even remotely close to a critique of the president's tone, if not message itself, uh, was that Lindsey Graham said, I wish the president would aim higher. Well, then in the weird spaz out uh, appearance uh, on the White House lawn today, he uh, Trump referenced Lindsey Graham's quote. Uh, he says, well, uh, Lindsey Graham says maybe they're communists. I don't think they're communists. Maybe they're communists. I don't know. Uh, he says I should aim higher. Uh, what does he mean? I should go after senators? Like, no, no. See, that's an expression in the English language. Aim higher means try to do better. You know, sure. focus on a more significant, meaningful goal above this petty fray. But he took that comment literally. He said, yeah. well, what's higher than a congresswoman? Uh, well, a senator is. Uh, woo! Duh. I mean, well, and Ocasio Cortez, for the record, she went down there, uh, I don't know, a week ago, 10 days ago, as part of a congressional investigative. To the border, yeah. Yeah. She's on the oversight committee, so she's got a uh, proper, a necessary and proper role uh, in looking into things like that. And by the way, she has an interview on uh, New Yorker Radio that you can probably check out on a podcast with uh, David Remnick about what she found down there and why she's outraged. And, of course, what her concern is not uh, Karl Marx. It's the treatment of children, law, cruelty, um, and just dehumanization. Right. Basic human decency is sorely lacking. Um, And this, of course, is part of the Trump management style. Totally clueless about virtually every issue. I mean, it was so bizarre that as a Category 1 hurricane is approaching the city of New Orleans, with numerous reports, by the way, that FEMA is seriously understaffed and months behind schedule in training new people thanks to the government shutdown back in uh, December and January— that he that New Orleans would even be on the list. I mean, oh, for the ice raids. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's just it's remarkable that that would even be contemplated. The number of arrests seems to be in the single digits. There doesn't seem to have been any actual Gestapo on duty over the weekend, probably because the open discussion of this is fairly outrageous. Now, legally, of course, um, immigrants that have been ordered deported legally can be deported if they are caught. Um, but the immigration policy is complicated, and it, it, it the, the sad thing at this point is it's so bollocksed up, to use a British word, in racism and ethnic accusations that I don't think it can be repaired under Donald Trump under any circumstances. Right. Because what what this, you know, little 
outburst over the weekend, uh, yet another example of, I suspect Trump was watching too much television. Should have been watching the uh, Wimbledon match. That, that went on for five hours. But he was probably watching Fox and Friends. They apparently heard Trump's comments about the congresswomen and uh, got a chuckle out of it. Thought that Trump was, quote, being funny. No, that's Trump. And I think that it, by the way, confirms we, we've known that Trump's got racism problems for years now. But I think that it does confirm the uh, version of events that Richard Durbin presented uh, back in a meeting that he had with senators uh, like 16 months ago about African countries. Right. Where... Durbin, Richard Durbin, who's the number two guy in the Democratic uh, Senate side, said Trump made these comments. And the Republicans who were at the meeting sort of said stuff like, well, uh, I didn't hear it that way. Or I think he's misconstruing things, you know, to cover up. Providing cover, yeah. For what the president actually did say. And. I, I think that he, he's exposed himself on that one. Well, and you mentioned laughter that Fox thought, oh, you know, these things he's saying, he's he's going for a laugh. No, that's just how Trump is. I think laughter is part of what's missing from some of these recent outbursts. The Twitter, you know, spazzes, they happen at certain hours of the day when, yeah, you can tell he's been, you know, watching too much TV and uh, eating too many uh, chicken McNuggets or whatever. Nutter Butters. Nutter Butters and all the soda pop a a kid can drink. Um, But, for example, back to this uh, spaz attack. I hate to use that word. I should stop using it. It's hard to describe how he he is in these, increasingly more so, uh, just sort of sputtering and jabbering um, at these uh, public appearances. on, on the White House lawn, you hear at one point he said something about, yeah, these people, if they want to leave, they can leave. And you can hear some applause. Like somebody there is like, yeah, yeah, I agree with that. And that's a little weird. But then when he says things that are just so shockingly and demonstrably wrong, there's just like silence from even the journalists. And I'm kind of hoping that one of these days in the spirit of Mad Magazine, for crying out loud. Yeah. Somebody's got to just laugh out loud and go, what are you talking about, Mr. President? That's right. utterly ridiculous. Have you, at, at, long, at last, long last, no sense of decency? Where is that moment? It yeah. is so overdue. Uh, it for, it laughter is. Laughter deflates the egomaniacal. And for Trump to toss in, go back to their countries that are crime-infested and... Right. Poverty stricken or whatever. The three of them are from the U.S. They were born in the United States, which is proof that, well, the United States is crime ridden and poverty infested. Um, I mean, Trump is just such an ignoramus. It's uh, it's it's hard to know where to start. Uh, By the way, I was sort of pulling out an old article uh, from literally two years ago from the London Review of Books entitled, Should We Build a Wall Around North Wales? Uh, This, of course, is England. 
And it's about the EU uh, refugee crisis, the, the, the problems that were going on that year, and how <clears throat> uh, the EU paid Turkey quite a bit of money to house many of the Syrian refugees. Right. In other words, if you think America's got problems with Central American refugees— Oh, talk to Jordan. Yeah, or Syria, or Lebanon, or um, Colombia, for gosh, mm-hmm. gosh sakes, with Venezuela. Some of these refugee problems globally are being exacerbated by American policy. Now, this, of course, goes into the details in this article, should we build a wall, a wall around North Wales, uh, about the journeys that migrants were making in boats from Libya to Italy, Greece, and Spain primarily. And according to the International Organization for Migration, 40,000 people died attempting to cross borders between 2005 and 2014. This is as this European crisis is beginning to get worse. It has eased up to some degree, but we just saw a couple of weeks ago some airstrikes in Libya, a migrant detention center. And while it's pointless to get into a semantic debate about whether they're concentration camps or not, and of course Trump had to throw the Israeli thing into the the uh, group of four or whatever they're calling themselves, uh, is an example of what's wrong with the discussion. These are not concentration camps in our perception and understanding of what the Nazis and the Russians did at you know for decades uh, throughout the 20th century. These are detention centers, but they are detention centers. They're like jails. They're not... Uh, gas chambers. And one of the problems with this word concentration camp, uh, which of course can be loosely used to describe both the Japanese internment camps and these uh, <clears throat> profit driven um, detention not, centers. Detention I mean, yeah, centers. Just, just use the word. Clinical term. Just call it a detention center. It doesn't need to be called a concentration camp. I mean, it's bad enough to create more confusion and side debates like that are very, uh, I I think, unproductive. You know, I'm very fond of Ocasio-Cortez. I think she has a great perspective on a lot of things. And I agree with probably 90 percent of what she's talking about. She's not a communist, by the way. She's an activist. she's, She's maybe a revolutionary in the evolutionary sense. But I think she has become a little confused recently about the difference between power and persuasion. She needs to keep on the persuasion track. Stick to the New Green Deal. Don't get into these sort of internal debates about the Democratic Party and whether Nancy Pelosi is being pure enough. Because Nancy Pelosi's job is counting votes. So when she says, well, there are four votes, I have other people that I have to worry about within the caucus. That's reality. That's not Nancy Pelosi selling out. Nancy Pelosi's career in Congress, she's been one of the most liberal members of Congress throughout her whole tenure.